I'm gonna just sit back now. Sit back and relax. There's oh, a yeah, pup. that's nice. There's a nice puppy right next. There's to a me. puppy between us. We're uh, in my living room again. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I always want to say my wife's living room. I'm not used to having one. It's yours now. I know how I know it's yours. How? Oh. The lights are all off. Well, yeah. <laughs> the windows of uh, blinds are up though. Uh, my wife often says that when she gets home, she's like, why is it such a dark cave in here? I'm like, I don't know how much light you people need. <laughs> like, what on earth? It's because we're sighted. You're unsighted. But, like, there is plenty of light in here. What do you need to see other than, like, what you can? There's with sun coming in through the blinds? Yeah, I don't... Ri- I don't... I mean, in the boys' rooms, they'll turn their lights on. But in our living room, like, until it gets close to night, it's pretty bright in there. Granted, I don't really turn lights on at night either. Okay, I, I do that. It's cozy. I don't know. Just don't need them. Well, in our, our house, it's cozy because I we have some just a few lamps that I'll turn on. And so it's just sort of, an, it's sort of a glowing warmth. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. I lived with a family in college, a very large family, um, and they did not understand the concept of like not turning in a, on a light the minute you walked into a room. Um, so whenever I was there alone, I would just keep all the lights off because I like you're it. you're you. Because I'm me and I like it better that way. But like I scared them several times, like ones coming home, <laughs> because they would come in and the lights would all be off, so they would just assume no one's here. And... Boogity-boo, it's me. <laughs> and then they would turn on the living room light, and it, I'd be there, and they'd be like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm hanging out in the living room. They're like, with the lights off? How much light do I need to scroll my phone? Like, The phone is lit. <laughs> um, one time, I legitimately, they were all on vacation, except for their oldest brother who didn't live there. And I was sitting in the living room on my phone, and I see him come in. He turns on the kitchen light, turns on the li- the um laundry room light starts doing his laundry makes himself a sandwich i'm just watching him the whole time like will he notice <laughs> like i mean you did could, he eventually notice he never did he did his whole laundry routine made a sandwich <laughs> got a drink and left and i was like did he take his laundry with him well no i think he was going to come back okay later. i was like i was like did he stay that long <laughs> he was there for four hours doing his laundry never looked never noticed i was there no, I think he was just throwing it in and then coming back to do Change it later. It but I watched him the whole time. I'm like, surely he will look into the living room. Like, surely this will be... Like, I don't want to scare him at this point. It's like, hey, Matthew. <laughs> it's me. Is <laughs> yeah, that the one? It was Matthew, okay. yeah. And I was just like, this family, they just don't understand the concept of, like... The dark. The dark. <laughs> and, and with the light in the kitchen and the laundry room, you could definitely see me if you just looked into the living room. Mm-hmm. You merely adopted the dark. Chance was born into it. It's true. Molded by it. I just don't understand the point of turning on all the lights. I mean, if I want to do something I need to see, sure. That's... Reading, reading a book. Yeah, reading a well, book. I have a Kindle now, so it's, yeah. it's backlit. But, yeah, I've just never understood. Uh, you at home, if you're a lights-off kind of person like me, let me know. I have a feeling you're a rare breed. I guess. But... I, I understand and I appreciate you. I mean, like, if I was going to do a puzzle, turn the lights on. Like, Yeah. I mean, usually if I'm doing something that's lit, like my phone, it hurts my eyes to do it in the dark. Really? I don't have that problem. Yeah. Your eyes are too far gone. <sighs> too far gone. Even like, even like eat a meal, I can do it in the dark, but I'll turn on the light sometimes. <laughs> How can you appreciate the, the colorful plate that you've created? 
Yeah. But, like, just to hang out, why do you want the lights on? Why? Anyway, this has been my life as a person who was born into the dark. His Lewis Blackian rant against people who turn the lights on. It's not a rant against them. I know I'm the weird one. Brought to you by Peg Leg Pete's. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. I am eating a Buccaneer burger as we speak. It's very good. It's very good. And some treasure taters. Um, so I'm going to, um, preemptively, uh-huh. in the opening, in the opening, uh-huh. we're not even talking about the episode yet, but I'm going to title this episode of the podcast. Okay. Boys meet wanting to kick Corey in the nuts over and over and over again. <laughs> I was going to say, boys meet bitchin' boards, bro. I mean, that's great. <laughs> but we only met that for a second. And Corey technically didn't meet that. Well, no, this, this is, is our meet. episode, yes. And, uh, bitchin' boards and bitchin' boys. Bitchin' boards and bitchin' boys, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm thinking when this comes out, it'll be called... Boys meet wanting to kick Corey in the nuts over and over and over again. It's so true. <laughs> I watched this episode and I'm like, I just want to kick Corey in the nuts. I just want to kick Corey in the nuts. I just want to kick Corey in the nuts. Yeah. I want a, I want a six, seven episode saga of Corey and Topanga being apart because Corey is not supportive of Topanga as she gets put on the wait list for Yale. Yeah. I, I, He's like, why? Why are you upset? You can't go to Yale. Sean could never get into Yale. You could barely get into Yale. Ah! I need an entire like season arc of Corey confronting his neuroses or us digging into the neuroses of his friends for still being his friends. Mm-hmm. What I really want is a spinoff of Topanga going to Yale. Yeah. A Yale. And just living her life and meeting someone else and falling in love, having children, having another show called Girl Meets World that's about Topanga and her new husband. I would love that. Um, Corey is the worst. He is... He really is. Legitimately ruins this episode in so, so very many ways. <laughs> so, um... So how are you doing, Chance? I'm good, Cameron. Um, <laughs> feeling a lot better. Uh, re- mostly recovered from my surgery. Um, I did, uh, think I was very recovered this last weekend... And I played with my five-year-old. Um, we washed the car and then had a water fight. And I ran oh, and magical. gleefully laughed and enjoyed the outside for about 45 minutes. And when I came in, I felt like someone had beat the ever-loving crap out of me. Um, apparently, I was not as recovered as I thought. I, it took me like two hours to catch my breath. I felt like I had just done the most intense workout. <laughs> so for about three days, it felt like I was sore from like overdoing it at the gym because I played with a five-year-old for 45 minutes. Well, so that's sort sucked. of a workout. I mean, it was. And I've been pretty sedentary for the last few weeks out of necessity. Mm-hmm. So I get why I was so like beat. Still a little disheartening. It was. It was very disheartening. I was like, I 
just wanted to play with my stepson. Yes. Someday. And I mean, you did. I did. He, you paid the price. I paid the price. Like three days of like barely being able to move. Well, I'm glad you're moving again. Well, I just got back from the lake and had a wonderful time. You did. And I'm about to go to the beach. There you go. So when this episode comes out, I think we'll be coming back from the beach tomorrow. I'm going... I'll probably be burnt to a crisp. What's today? The 5th? Uh-huh. I'm going to the beach in 18 days. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We're going to North Carolina. Oh. We're going to spend some time in the Wilmington area at the beach, and then we're going to spend some time in Raleigh-Durham. We're going to go visit Duke, just because. Just because. You could also visit UNC, because it's not that far away. Yeah, we might. We might do that. And Wake Forest is also not that far away. It's quite beautiful. We thought Wake Forest was connected to Raleigh, because there's a town called Wake Forest. But Wake Forest, the college, is not in the town of Wake Forest. It's in Winston-Salem. The names of these places, Uh Raleigh-Durham, Winston-Salem. Well, Raleigh-Durham is two cities. No, no, it's not. That's Uh, what they want you to think. So, yeah, we're going. We're going to spend some time in Raleigh-Durham. We're going to spend some time uh, at the beach near Wilmington. Apparently, they have a huge, cool pier, so I'm excited. So every time my wife or I say we're going to the beach, we instantly start going... Let's go to the beach, each. Let's go get a wave. Wave, wave, what they're gonna say? Have a drink, clink, found a Bud Light. That, like me, is hard to come by. Uh, Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. Starships. Starships were meant to fly. So that's I, just where my mind goes. Anytime I hear, let's go to the beach. I also have lots of triggers like that in my mind, but that is not one of them. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. I'm bringing it back because I found one for me. Okay. And it's that one. I mean, if someone says starships, I definitely start singing starships were meant to fly. Yes, as as you should. Yeah. But Nicki Minaj isn't in this episode of Boy Meets World. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Did you check every background actor? No, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how old Nicki Minaj is. I don't either. I don't really want to look it up. I do. Okay. Chance Google something. Chance Google something. How old is Nicki Minaj? I don't have any sound on. 39. Oh, so she kind of was. She was around an age. age. So she would have been, this was 98 or 99? This was 98 because I graduated in 98. Yeah. Which is next week. So I was 10 in 98. So Nicki Minaj would have been 16. Okay. There you have it. Nicki Minaj could have been one of the background actors in this episode. It is possible. The timeline lines up. I'm pretty sure she is Canadian. Is she? Drake I thought she was is Canadian. Trinidadian. Oh, maybe. But Bieber founded Drake and Nicki Minaj, right? No idea. Wasn't that the whole thing? It was like, they were kind of, Bieber like put his clout behind two up-and-comers. But Drake was on Degrassi. Yeah, but as a rapper. I have no idea. Pretty sure that's a thing. And I think the whole thing was that they were all Canadian. But yeah, she could be from Trinidad and Tobago. Could be. I don't know anything about Nicki Minaj. Yeah, other than that she sings Starships and that uh, Super Bass. Yeah. That's about all I know. And uh, that one song, the uh, Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. That was good. I like that one. It's it's fun, yeah. Her part is probably the best part of it. Isn't Ariana Grande in that one? Ariana Grande and Jessie J. Mm, yeah. But, anyway. The antibiotic can be good to you. You need a bag to blow your mind. It's, 
It's true. There it was. That's my Ariana Grande impersonation. Very nice. I've been. You thought she was in the room. I did. Jokes on you, podcast listener. It was me the whole time. I did. I have been watching. Um, I don't know why, but a 13-hour review of the entire show of Victorious. Oh, I've heard about that. Um, she was in that, right? Yeah. I'm about six hours into the 13-hour <laughs> review. <laughs> I've been watching it for like two, three weeks. Should we do a 30-hour podcast <laughs> of the 13-hour <laughs> Victorious <laughs> review? I, maybe we should. Um, it's from Quentin Reviews on YouTube. And I was just curious because, like, I watched a little bit of Zoe 101 before I went to college and then never watched again. Never watched Dry Carly and never watched Victorious. So that whole, like, world is kind of fascinating to me. Are they all taking place in the same universe? I believe so. I think iCarly and Victorious is because Ariana Grande was also a character with... They had, like, a spinoff TV show. Well, so, um, the guy, Quentin, has decided that it is actually not... Um, the connected Nickelodeon universe. It is the connected Nickelodeon multiverse. Oh. Um, because Drake and Josh exists in the same world as iCarly. Uh-huh. But Drake and Josh is also a television show that the characters of Victorious watch. Huh. So it's like, there has to be a world in which iCarly exists in both, but in one, Drake and Josh is a television show, and in the other... Like, and Drake and Josh's younger sister is Icar. Yeah, but not in the actual like show, right? No, the actress is the same. Yeah, but it, they're not like canonically the same no. character. And I don't know how Zoe 101 fits in. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. All I'm saying is this Quentin Reviews guy it seems like he'd get along with us just fine. I know, right? Come on the show. Um, I was about to say, so if you like that Quentin Reviews episode, you should listen to this show... But you already are. <laughs> you already are listening to this show. Um, yeah, tweet at him. Tell him to come on and overanalyze Boy Meets World with us. Because boy, are we going to be overanalyzing today. I kind of want to underanalyze today. Um, kick him in the nuts. That's the anal- <laughs> analysis. What other analysis do you need? Um, Just a swift kick to the crotch. But anyway, to go back to my original point about the 13-hour review of Victorious. Oh, yeah. Um, it's disturbing, actually. He's got a running tally of how many, like, statutory rape jokes are in the show. Oh, dear. And it's significant. A lot of them revolve around Ariana Grande's character. And apparently, in season one, these, like, characters are supposed to be, like, 14, 15, uh, 16, around there. Mm-hmm. And there's just a whole episode where the whole point is they're getting hot and sweaty. Um, they're getting hot and sweaty in a trailer that they're trapped in and taking off clothes while... Uh, Ariana Grande's character is supposed to be saving them, but she met cute boys who were throwing water at her in a bikini. I'm just like, <laughs> what is this? This is a classic sitcom. <laughs> what is this for? Like, who is this? And this is for, like, kids on Nickelodeon. Yeah, it's for, like, kids Maybe on Nickelodeon. Teens. And it's, like, to give softcore porn to teens, I guess? But, like, that age demographic of, like, the people who should be aroused by this is actually quite small. It's concerning. Mm-hmm. It's a concern. Um, but yeah, he really likes Ariana Grande's character. And he's like, he's talking about how they won't allow her and Victoria Justice to sing together. Because Victoria Justice is like their their golden child they're trying to promote. But Ariana is clearly so much better. Uh-huh. So he's like, they don't let them sing songs together. And if they do, they only let Ariana do the oohs and ahs. Bummer. 
She is very talented. She is. She's very talented. Um, she's gotten better. She's grown up. I thought when she first came out, she was a little mumbly. Um, you know, if you re- listen to the, like, I got one less problem without you or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, she's very, like, wob Uh One less problem without you. Got yeah. one less one problem without you. Well, I, I like she's that gotten a lot too. better. So. Anyway, that's uh, Ariana Grande Corner. Um, and you know, I'd much rather talk about Ariana Grande than Corey. Yep, much rather talk about Ariana Grande than Corey. That's that's going to be the thesis for this episode. Uh-huh. I'd rather talk about anything than Corey. Anyway, do you want to give us a synopsis of this episode? Episode 523? I think so. Things change? Um, good things are happening for people, and Corey is narcissistic and neurotic about it. Hilarity ensues, but not from Corey. Nope. <laughs> Eric. Eric Jack. is funny. Jack is funny. Uh, no one else is really all that fun. No, but we're happy for them. Yeah, you're supposed to be happy for them. Um, yeah. And we are. Maybe boys meet the hatred of Corey. <laughs> parentheses. I want to kick him in the nuts over and over again. Yeah, parentheses. Kick him in the nuts over and over again. Here's the thing. I think we need to touch on this real quick. I have liked Corey more in this series than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. Especially the first four seasons. We gave Corey quite a few MVPs. Um, I, I would feel like we did at least. Uh-huh. Um, I think he even won the most MVPs in a season for, for maybe season three. Just pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, Corey... I have liked Corey so much more than I thought I was going to. But ever since the Lauren saga started... Maybe maybe it's since the, the business episode. The, the business Whatever the business is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the girls wanting to dance and all of that. He has just been insufferable this season. Like, just the worst. And it, I feel like it culminates here in a really bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just not a good look. No. I don't feel like this is an episode that I could necessarily be like... You know, we can agree to disagree about how Corey is. Or, you know, it's understandable the way that he is. It's really not. No. Like, if a person is acting the way that Corey acts, you need to address it and talk with them. And then if they don't change, get a new friend. Yeah, like, Corey should be in serious therapy and no one should be his friend. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I just don't understand what is going on with Corey in this episode. Um, well, I do, because it's been going on them all season. But, like, there's just been none of the the friend supporting. There's been none of the I help my troubled friend learn a lesson. There's been nothing except for whining and... Entitlement? Entitlement and long-winded speeches that are stupid and absolve him of responsibility of things. Mm-hmm. I still think you're throwing your life away. But good job. <laughs> I. It's like that's not that's not how you say that. No, that's not how you. That, well, and that's simply not true. No, a a photographer for actual models that has their own studio makes more money than Corey is ever going to make. Because uh-huh, he's going to be a teacher. Yeah, if even even if he wasn't a teacher, I don't know. I just. I watched this episode and I was like, I have hated Corey this entire season. <laughs> and he didn't even know it. Yeah, like, well, but we we keep talking about it, right? Like, his neuroses about the whole Lauren incident. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do anything wrong, Sean. Yeah. I, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, Hi-Fi Mike 
uh, hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm actually going to disagree with you, so I apologize. He said he didn't blame Corey for going on the date with Lauren. I do. Like, you know, it's the, kind of a whole trope of like, oh, girls say things they don't mean. Um, and that's the girl's problem. It's like, actually, though, but empathizing with another human being. It's pretty important. And showing them value and respect. I feel like is really important here. Um, and I feel like... In that instance where Corey should know what Topanga is feeling and how she's feeling. Don't get me wrong. I don't think the pressure on Corey to be with Topanga forever is good. But if he wants to really connect with Topanga, I think he should have known. Mm -hmm. I fully support him going out on the date with Lauren because I fully support him being a kid and trying new things. Yeah. But, yeah, I've just hated Corey this entire season. I want him... And the annoying thing about this episode for me, which I actually like this episode. It's not going to get like a super low score for me. I just hated Corey in it. Mm-hmm. So Everyone just, else is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, it just I, is very Corey-centric. It's very Corey-centric. Um, at the end, like just, just to skip to the end, he doesn't learn anything. Like He eats a burger and he's like, I guess if everything's going to be awful for me, it's going to be awful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not like, oh, change can be good. Yeah. That could be a pretty quick and easy takeaway. It's like, oh, this is actually better. Maybe change is good. Yeah. And I he, should get over myself. Well, yeah, and th- and I think that's the thing. Like, he doesn't learn that none of this is about him. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, he doesn't... He's still the titular character. Yeah. He's still like... Which, the show has not been treating him like the main character. But now, suddenly, this episode is like... He's got a bad case of main character syndrome. <laughs> he does. And and at the end, he's like, I accept it. I accept it. I accept it. And not like, I, uh, for example, Topanga. You're going to Yale and I accept it. Uh, instead of like, you're going to Yale and I made that about me. And it probably wouldn't have been as bad for me if I had realized that it was about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but who wants that? Yeah. Who wants actual character growth? Mm-hmm. No, he's not this show. He's just as selfish at the end as he is in the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's not about him learning lessons and growing like the show is like stereotyped as. It's about him being okay with things that he can't control even though he'd rather mm-hmm. control. Because I feel like, and maybe just because I watch this show so much, but this whole like all the, the steadfast things about this show have changed. And like an episode is like a pretty common thing. I might be wrong, but... I feel like this is, like, familiar sitcom ground. Mm-hmm. And so, like, an episode like this is fine, but the fact that everything changes except Corey yeah. and his attitude towards everything doesn't change. It's, like, a perfect vehicle to, like, address that because Corey is neurotic and he is very set in kind of his ways and the ways that he expects things to go. And so, But it is never about really coming to terms with that. Mm-hmm. It's, I accept it. I think you're making the worst mistake of your entire life, but I accept it. That's just manipulative is all that is. I agree. And very badly manipulative. I feel like, and I know we're giving the show a lot of preamble, but we're talking about a lot of the things that we would have to talk about in the episode. I feel like they made a turn this season. Maybe because they knew their audience was growing up or something. I don't know. But Corey and Topanga are being written, I feel like, like the parents of like the Lopez show. Or something. The George Lopez show. Uh-huh. Where she is the nagging wife um, that's way too hot for him. And he is the self-obsessed husband 
But the problem is they're in a different place in life where like in the Lopez show, your daughter learning about sex or not wanting to go to college or something, something changing for your child is a vehicle for storytelling because you're a dad, you Uh want them to stay a kid, you want them to, um, you want them to always be your little person and protect them. And I think that's what they're doing with Corey, is making him this, like, neurotic dad. But he's a high school student. But he's a high school student that things are changing for, and it's really annoying. I've been watching uh, Modern Family with my wife, and the the dad in that... Which one? The, the, the patriarch of the family, or Phil Dunphy? Phil. Uh, Phil kind of has a lot of the same traits as Corey, but he's like... It's much more understandable, because he's, like, a dad who's trying. He's also a lot funnier than Corey. Well, yes, he's a lot funnier than Corey. And we're only a few episodes in, but I'm just thinking, like, Corey makes a lot more sense as a sense as a Phil than he does any other character in that show. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of analogous. Um, but he's a high school student that things are changing for. Because they do. Like, yeah. That's... Part and parcel of graduating high school is your life changes. Yes. And Corey's refusing to do that. He's... And so it's just like, what? He's like, if we don't go to the same school, we're never going to be friends or speak to each other again. And Sean's like, does that happen? And me, to my TV, yes. Yes. Yes, that happens. All the time. Like, we just had my friend Danny on the show. We graduated high school together. She's been on the show, like, two times. And that's, like, two of the only times we've talked to each other. (laughs) Yes. Since I moved away. Yeah, we don't... I keep up with one person from high school. It's like, it's that, that's just what happens. Yeah. Especially because, like, that group of friends that I was with in high school, we all were, like, higher achievers, so we all went to different schools around the state and around the country. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, of course we moved apart. Like, Facebook was taking off at that time, and we had, like, a big Facebook group message that we would talk a lot. But then uh, that eventually fell off, too, because life was different. Yeah. Well, and you learned that your friends in high school were mostly friends of convenience. A few of them stick around. Like, you were around them all the time. You needed social bonds. Like, Mm -hmm. um, Not to say, like, all high school friends are not real friends, but... It's just things change. Things change. And and I think, going back to the business episode real quick. Like... Business. The business episode. Because I feel like a lot of it... A lot of the problem stems from there and just goes constantly from Corey till now. But, like, can't you see that whole business plot being, like, Phil and Manny get a job at, like, maybe it's a work study for Manny and Phil goes with him and they're at the they're at the ad agency and Phil's like, well, business is what I do. I mean, I'm obviously <laughs> going to be the successor at this. But everyone is just taken with Manny and they keep moving him up. And it's like, but he's a child. Yeah. And I'm an adult. But I do this for a living. Wouldn't that episode, like, one, I could see it happening. Like, uh-huh. I could see, like, the cutaways and everything. And two, like, it would be much more understandable because it's a much more ludicrous situation. Uh, and it's also not, like, classist. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but the episode in Boy Meets World are two peers doing it and one of them making the other person's success all about them. And it's gross and disgusting. If Phil kept messing things up and Manny kept getting them right, it'd be funny because it's a kind of a reversal of uh-huh. uh, of dynamics. Plus it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But this is... Boomy's World right now is just Corey is mean. 
Period. <laughs> Corey is mean to Topanga, and she still takes him back. Corey is mean to Sean, and Sean is still his friend for some reason. Corey is mean to his parents. Corey is mean to Eric. Boy meets world? More like boy means world. Yeah. I, in both meanings of mean. Yeah. Now, this is not an indictment on the show. We've given the last several episodes really good scores. Um, and I've enjoyed season five overall. But I just think we need to talk about how awful Corey is. Uh-huh. I feel like this episode really highlights the... Uh, the problems endemic with his... Yeah. Problems of Corey. I think I used endemic right. Sure. I, I might have. Did, is that your word of the day calendar? No, yesterday was endemic. And tomorrow is... Endemic! Hey! <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I still really like the show. And even this episode. But man, this episode just highlights those problems with Corey that have been all season long. And they aren't getting better. In fact, they're... Worsening. Yeah, they're getting worse. I don't... The dance episode is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I don't know if this is as bad. Oh, they're both real bad. That one doesn't really have a... Oh, I learned a lesson at the end either. No. It's, I did a dance. And suddenly everything is healed. The power of music. <laughs> We'll fix this. I saw your tweet about that. Uh-huh. You love the power of music. Trope. Sing and Sing 2 have both made me cry. It's just sing. not even right. It's about singing animals, man. Singing covers of U2 songs. I should not cry. You shouldn't. But I do. It's it's the it's the stupid gorilla and his dad. Because in the first one, his dad is a hardened criminal who is so mad at his son that he wants to sing... And then in the end, he's singing and his dad breaks out of jail to come see him. And he's like, that's my boy. And he's just so, he feels so proud of his son and it changes his heart. And then the second one, he, they need some, it's really weird, it's really complicated, but they need some security. And his dad and his former convict friends all come and are security for them. And then his son is singing and he does this dance number and his dad's just like, that's my boy. And I'm like, <laughs> my heart is melting. You're like, I have two boys, and they're my boys. <laughs> Whatever they do, I'm going to be proud of them. <laughs> when Not that I feel like my father wasn't proud of me. When they're singing an Elton John song for saving the local theater, I'm going to cry too. And then when they sing Coldplay in the next one. Oh, I said... It's really good. Sing 2 is really good. What does he sing? Sky Full of Stars. Okay. Okay. I mean... Look, look I got a tear in my eye right now thinking about it. Oh. Well, yeah. But Corey's dance is dumb. <laughs> Well, the dance is fine. Yeah. It doesn't have the same emotional impact for me as uh, apparently Sing and Sing 2. No. No, absolutely not. There's nothing. I don't know that I have ever hated Corey more than the backyard scene of this episode. We're going to yeah, get to I thought it. that too. I was like, get that stupid look off of your face. Yeah. I, when he was with Feeny, when he was with Topanga, just, I just, I was like, I am actually kind of done with Corey. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Jackson Hole here in Philadelphia? Like, uh, anyway, I guess we should get into the episode. I guess, because it's been 40 minutes and I've talked more about Sing 2. That's not true. About, no, you, you definitely talked about it. Bono is in it, Chance. Oh, is he? The Bono. From, well, who is he? He's this character called Clay Calloway, who's a musical genius but a recluse. And they try to convince him to come back. And I won't tell you if they do it or not. You'll have to watch to find out. It's on Netflix. What's A- it? Asher might like it. What? He's already seen it. He saw it in the movie theater with his dad. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. What album is Sunday Bloody Sunday on? Is that the name of the album? Well, the song is Sunday Bloody Sunday. What song? What album is that on? I 
Why don't you know? Cameron's Googling it for me. I am. Sunday. Bloody Sunday. Song by you too. War. War. Yeah. It's a perfect album. It really is. It's a rough album because it's all about the... War? Well, the, the problems in... Like with the IRA and stuff in Ireland. Um, it's a hard album to listen to. It's, it's heavy, but it is so good. But anyway, that's enough about Sing 2. Not enough about U2. We're a U2 podcast now. Maybe that's why they called it Sing 2. In reference to you two. Not because it's the second one. <laughs> it's it's really a really <laughs> clever... I should mission. go into edit IMDb and say, <laughs> Trivia, they named it Sing 2 in reference to the band U2. <laughs> which they sing several songs during the movie. The whole movie is actually just a clever visualization of the album War. <laughs> it seems weird, but it is. <laughs> the Wolf Casino owner... Is representative of, I, I don't know, whatever the IRA was fighting against. Uh, yeah, anyway, we're, uh, we're, we're jumping into the episode. <laughs> so this is a Boy Meets World podcast. As, <laughs> not just a podcast about Corey, <laughs> and not just a podcast about random things. Um, like Sing 2. Sing 2, Monster Hunter, not any of those things. Anyway, I guess we should get started. Yeah. We open up at Chubby's. One last time. One last time. Rest in peace. Rip. Um, the gang all is there. Corey Topanga, Sean and Angela, and they have their... Corey has revealed that he's taken their yeah. uh, acceptance this, letters from their mailboxes. This episode starts with Corey committing a felony, which... It's very funny, though. It's very funny, but it, it's part of the problem. Uh-huh. She's like, I took these from your mailboxes, and Angela's like, that's a federal offense. Topanga's like, I'm, how could you? How could you do something like that? And then Sean's just like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yes. Because he has also committed federal mail offenses. Yes. He has. Um, <laughs> did you raid our mailboxes? Uh, yeah. So Corey has taken all their letters from local college, which apparently is fairly good, Penbrook. Apparently. We'll get to it next season. Your problems with Penbrook can be addressed next season. We keep season. teasing it. <laughs> Um, Come back next season for Cameron goes off on Pembroke. Right now, Feeney... It seems to be fairly prestigious. Yeah, Feeney says it's actually a very good school. She's got the hots for the dean. Has he even met the dean yet? Maybe. Oh, she's been after him for years, yeah. I mean, in real life, though. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Yes, but they start opening them. Of course, Topanga gets in. Yeah, Topanga got in. Uh, Sean has a camera. He's Uh taking their pictures. I don't think we've ever really seen him with a camera before. We haven't. So this is something interesting. Uh-huh. But he's taking their pictures. Corey opens his. He gets in. Angela gets in. Sean opens his. And he's been waitlisted. Mm-hmm. And he's very happy about that. And Corey's just like, this is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. He's very upset. Yeah. Yeah, he's very upset. He's like, I will fix this for you. So then he does a kick in the nuts number one. When he's convincing people to not go to Pembroke. Yep. Yeah, so he's like convincing this guy to go to New Jersey Turnpike Community College uh-huh. with Topanga as his assistant. This joke, I hate this joke. Like, he's trying to convince this guy, he's like, you're going to Pembroke instead of Turn- New Jersey Turnpike Community College? What? Topanga, what would you go to between these two? And she's like, oh, Pembroke's yucky. And he's like, would you go to Turnpike? Well, no, I would never go to Turnpike. They have a promiscuity problem. Those girls, they don't want any commitment. You would just go from girl to girl to girl every night. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Yeah, the boy's like, 
my grandparents went to Pembroke, my parents went to Pembroke, and I'm going to Pembroke. Yeah. But not anymore. Not anymore, because the girls at Turnpike have a promiscuity problem. Which one, why is Topanga going on with this? Two, why is this so disgusting? Uh-huh. <laughs> who, who okayed this? Who okayed this? Like, <laughs> men want to sleep around. <laughs> what? Um, then we see he's convinced another guy who got a full ride to Pembroke to go to Tahiti for six years. Yes. And don't know exactly what for. I mean, to be fair, he would probably get a full ride on the way back as well. Yeah, so why not? He'd probably be fine. Um, he's like, my dad's going to kill me. And, well, no, he said his dad took a swing at him. Oh, right. Um, so he literally did. <laughs> um, and then, let me talk to you about today's army. Yeah, another guy. This is pre-9-11, so that guy probably died. Oh, it's true. Oh, sad. But yeah, so he convinces a ton of people not to go to Pembroke. Um, and, Cor- and Topanga can't believe she's a part of it. And I can't believe you are either, Topanga. Very disappointing, Topanga. Very disappointing. You look great in this episode. You will not be getting MVP no. for joining in this ridiculous scheme. But the dress, it's a killer dress. Way yeah. to go. So there's that. He's trying to get Sean. Yeah. And then we cut to the Matthews home. Uh-huh. Um, they are picking out wallpaper. Which I watched this episode with my wife. And my wife. I turned to her and I was like, I just realized we don't have a single shred of wallpaper on any of our walls. I, I was like, is that not a thing anymore? And she said, actually, it's coming back in a real big way. Apparently it's very trendy again. Yeah. Especially to have like a accent wall. Um... We do not have any wallpaper in this house. I'm trying to think if we do. We have some trim that was in our bathroom that we just haven't taken down yet. After five years of living there. Someday, maybe. Someday, maybe. But yeah, no wallpaper in this house. But apparently it's coming back. So this it's this episode is trendy again. All right. Eric is obsessed with getting duckies. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Pure, just like duckies. Yeah, it's good and pure, just like duckies. <laughs> um, you feel safe. You can ride on them. Duckies are the horses of the ocean. They just are. <laughs> the episode should have been brought to us by duckies. The horses of the ocean. <laughs> duckies. The horses of the ocean. Um, there's still time. Anyway, they're they're going through wallpaper and Alan doesn't want to help. I don't like this joke either because I feel like it's very misogynistic. But Alan's like, I can't win. Just pick. And she's like, no, it'll breed hate and resentment. I love all of these. Just pick one. So he goes and pick one picks one and then all of his fears are realized and she gets very upset and she's like not that no, one not that one and it's just like i hate this joke uh-huh um but it, eric turns it around he's like were those duckies no garbage <laughs> <laughs> um luckily alan leaves and we don't get a continuation of that joke in any way no he even makes a better joke later mm-hmm. um but then according to panga come in yeah Topanga's like, ooh, wallpaper, fun! I liked that voice she used. <laughs> fun! I There's got to be so little excitement in Topanga's life anymore. Uh-huh. I'm glad when it comes along. It's like, Corey is involving me in his terrible schemes. Mm-hmm. Might be leaving to go to Yale. Yeah, she doesn't know that yet. Well, I, I mean, she's, she's applied. applied. Um, college admissions, another scam that we don't talk about enough. Uh, but we have on this show. That's true. When Eric was uh, applying to every school. College Anyway, but yeah, so, fun, but Corey's like, but what? Why are you looking at wallpaper? Changing my room? You thought you were going to leave it that way forever. (laughs) Eric. Eric. I think they only do that if you get hit by a bus or something. (laughs) If you just die tragically and suddenly. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is very good. Uh-huh. Um, it is, though, kind of like, but he's not going to be a... Like, he comes home. His dorm room is going to be in the same city his parents are in. What? I, I'm, yeah, I'm just meaning, like, for the summer. You, you don't live in the dorms during the summer. I mean, I have to figure out housing every summer. He can do yeah, it. Yeah, he has a house. <laughs> Guess he can bunk up with Mr. Feeney. Yeah, bunk up with Mr. Feeney, sleep on the couch. I mean... Put a mattress in the baby's room. Lots yeah, of I guess things. his brother has an apartment. He could just move in there. Yeah. His brother has an apartment. There's lots of ways. Um, but yeah, they're changing changing Corey's room. And he is just not having it. So he storms out. And Topanga's like, oh, okay. And she follows him. Topanga, you're so much better than that. So much better. Um, and then I guess we cut to a few days later. I'm not sure. Yeah. But they're at Chubby's. No, wait, don't we have the green, the black oh, room? Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. The I forgot about the dark room scene. That's what it's called. Uh-huh. I was like, the black room? <laughs> the, gr- the green room? I always said green room, actually. The, the red room. The, re- the red room. The boom boom room. The boom boom room. That, it's where they danced. I mean, we don't know what kind of pictures they are. Sean. Sean. Um, That's a different episode of other shows. I know there's an episode of Sister Sister like that. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. Don't remember it. It's like there's an episode of Smart Guy like that. Where, where what happened? It's like this creepy guy lured TJ and a friend into his basement with computer games Wait. and things and then wanted to take their pictures. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I was thinking about, but yes. That is... And then there's an episode of Sister Sister kind of like that where one of them was like a model and then he was wanting him to like wear basically nothing. Yeah. Get their pictures taken. That's when their mom was dressed up as Tina Turner. And I just remember her saying, What's love got to do with it? Right before she punched him. I I don't remember much about that show. I remember lots about Smart Guy. He's a smart guy. But that scene lives rent free in my head to this day. Okay. What's love got to do with it? Punch. <laughs> I love it. Um, But he's in there and Corey's just talking to him like, I've got so many, so people. many people that aren't going to Pembroke now. There's no way you're not in. Yeah. And... He has no regard for the dark room, and and Sean's like, You're, you could mess up my pictures. Yeah, and he's like, you could take a course of this in college. Yeah. And he's like, but and then this is where it starts. It's just like Sean is already doing it, already learning it, and getting paid to do those things. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm learning so much. It's like I'm excited to leave school and come here to learn. I've never felt that way before. It's just like you should be excited, Corey, for your friend. Yeah, like oh, this is so dumb. This whole thing is so dumb because Corey's like, wait, but no college? Like, we're supposed to go together. You can't, you're not going to college? And Sean is being calm and cool and doing a great job. And Corey is just, I want to kick him in the nuts. He's Coreying it up. He's fifth season Coreying it up. Because I just want to kick him in the nuts. Like, I hate him. (laughs) He's like, you you can take a course in college for this. Yeah, Um, and pay money. Yeah, and pay, pay money. Pay a ton of money. Um, and I'm just like, photographers make bank. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about, Corey? Yeah, and this is in the a Clinton the Clinton economy. Mm-hmm. I bet this I bet this job did pay enough to give Sean a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did done well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Corey's just not really having any of it. No. He's just like, how could you do this? And then Sean, as Corey leaves in a huff, he like hangs up the picture they took, and it's Corey being excited for his college admission. Yeah, and Sean being legitimately happy for his friend, he develops a picture. He's like, my picture turned out, and it's good. 
he's like, I did a good job and you look great in it. Like, and then he hangs it up and it's revealed like, oh, he wasn't just saying that about any picture. It's a picture about his friend being happy. Mm-hmm. It's like a juxtaposition. And this is the thing. The episode knows how awful Corey is being. Uh-huh. But he never faces any consequences. And, and he doesn't learn from it. Like, because isn't that the whole thing? Like, in the meta joke? Like, how can I learn something every week and still be so stupid? When is the last time Corey learned anything? <laughs> he's too. He's surely too stupid to be a man. I, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't. I'm just like, when is the last time Corey learned anything? Like, he sort of kind of learned to be happy for his friends in the business episode, but not really, because it was still about him at the end. He learned, don't kiss another girl. No, he didn't really learn that, because he said, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he kept saying he didn't do anything wrong. He learned, despite going to art museums often with his father, that he can't understand art without Topanga. Yeah. He, he couldn't see the obviousness of Van Gogh putting his soul into that canvas. Come uh-huh. on. It's right there. That swirl. That's that's Van Gogh's soul. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so that the episode, like, I feel like it's intentional, like, juxtaposing how awful Corey is being with kind of how great Sean is being. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. So he storms off, and then we are in Chubby's. I'm fairly certain. Yes. Yes. I'm certain. And Sean's got good news. Two bits of good news. Um, why don't you tell us what they are, Cameron? Um, he got offered a full-time job. What? As a photographer. Oh, why would you? Gross. Ah. Oh. It just sounds absolutely terrible. And he got off the wait list. He's been accepted into Pembroke. This is the greatest day. Everybody, please gather round. I just want to say something about... My friend, who I think just I'm going to take the job, is making the biggest mistake of his life. Wah, wah. Kicking in the nuts, number three. <laughs> that was him. And here's the thing about this. This is the thing, right? Like, I would understand this episode if everyone was telling Sean he needs to go to college and this job is a dead end. And he was refusing. But everyone is excited for Sean uh-huh. and supporting him. Because it's a good job. Because it's a good thing. And so this isn't about like him helping his friend to make a better decision than the bad one that he's made. Like so many other episodes. Uh-huh. This is, I don't want that. Yeah, it's the, the language that the show is speaking. Because usually it's like, Sean, you need to go to college. And like the show is pushing him toward that. Mm-hmm. At this point, the show is not saying that. No. It's just Corey. It's just Corey. The show itself. Literally everyone. Angela, Topanga, Mr. Feeney mm-hmm. is like, yes, you should do this, Sean. Like, this is an exciting and great opportunity for you. Yeah. Like, you're good at it. You can make money at it. Do it. Uh-huh. But. Corey, he's making the worst mistake of his life. He literally joined the mob. <laughs> yeah. At one point. Yeah, like. I like that you said that because, like, using those these two episodes next to each other, like, that's what this show used to be, is Sean makes a bad decision, and Corey helps him, like, realize the error of his ways, learn that the easy way isn't best, learn that deceit never Don't ends. join the mob. Yeah, don't join the mob. Whatever. Like, normally, Corey would... That's, that's the old language of the show. This language of the show is, Sean is doing a good thing that is good, and Corey is annoyed because it's not the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Barf. Barf. Yeah, I wanted to kick him in the nuts so bad here. But it gets worse. 
it legitimately uh-huh. gets worse. Sepenga is like, I got a letter from Yale. He doesn't even hear that. Uh huh. He's so mad at Sean um, that he doesn't he doesn't register that any of that anything else is happening. Yeah, he's so caught up in thinking about his own thing that he doesn't even hear. And so Angela's Angela's like, take it, like open it, read it. And she's you like, could tell it wasn't a full acceptance because she got the little envelope. Well, but they all got the little envelope for Pembroke too. Yeah, but the Ivy League, you get the big envelope. I feel like back then you got the big envelope for any college. I don't know. Because they wanted you like, to feel excited. Well, yeah, they wanted you to feel excited because like they've got a spot riding on you, like. So it had like advertisements and. Yes, it's like you are in now. Come. Yeah. But Topanga got the small envelope from Yale. Yeah, uh, but she got on the wait list. But wait list for Yale is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's a um, prestigious university. Yeah, it's very prestigious, and uh, she got on the wait list. And uh, Angela's really excited for her. And she's like, "Well, but I really thought I'd get in." Um, and and she's like, "Corey, I feel awful." He's like, "What do you have to feel awful about?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do you think you should have been like, uh, go to college with Lauren. See you, loser. (laughs) Yeah, like, that should have been... The weird thing is, when she's talking about the letter to from Yale, when she's talking about the letter from Yale and Corey's not reacting, no one's like, oh, why is he acting this way? They're resigned to it. They're used to it. Mm -hmm. Why are you friends and dating this person? (laughs) Yeah. She should have said, you know, if you... Episodes, I mean, weeks ago when I said that I love you, not like high school boyfriend, girlfriend, I love you, I love you too, but I'm taken, I take it back. I, t- I take it back. I'm taken by Yale now. <laughs> Yale has my heart. Um, and then he's like, he doesn't hear her again when she's like, because I didn't get into Yale. And he's like, Sean could never get into Yale. You could hardly get into Yale. And it's like, here comes the kick. Yeah, here comes kick number four. Kick to the nuts number four. And everyone is just sad. He's like, what? What? What, what? what did I do? I'm uh, the good guy here. I'm the good guy. So, cut to the backyard. Mm-hmm. Corey goes to Feeney's door and he's pounding on it. Feeney comes out. I have a doorbell, you know. And, and you know, he needs some advice from Feeney. May I, I probably advice like, hey, I really hurt Topanga's feelings. Um, how do I deal with this? Or, um, you know, advice like... Hey, I've realized I'm making like the lives of my friends all about me, and that's not okay. Like, how do I how do I help with that? Like, yeah, the, one of those is clearly what he's going to talk to him about. What is he talking about? You need to tell Sean not to do this. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> it was a very funny joke where he's pounding on the door, and Feeny's like, "I have a doorbell, you know." So he <laughs> leans over and pushes the doorbell, and Feeny's like, "Yes." <laughs> and he's like, "I want to talk to you about Sean." Yes, I just got off the phone with Mr. Hunter and gave him my blessing. Um, what are you, the Pope? Yeah, he he, he hugs Feeney. And mid-hug, he's like, I told him I thought he was making the right decision and gave him my blessing. And then he's like, he like stops the hug, pulls back. What are you, the Pope? Just <laughs> uh, funny. Which is. I think it speaks a lot to Mr. Feeney and his relationship with his students that Sean felt the need to call Feeney. For, like, his input on the situation. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, that's... And that Mr. Feeney, like, as much as this show likes to bang the drum of college, 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 is, like, encouraging Sean to do something else. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Feeney is... Never makes Sean feel bad about it. Never makes him feel lesser for not doing this thing. Yeah, Mr. Feeney's all there. He's like... It's great. He's like, you're doing a great 
thing. This is a great opportunity for you. Like, good on you. And I, I do. I, I hold that to the show's credit. I'm just not sure what they're trying to do with Corey. <laughs> like, because... Yeah, why is he running so anti to the everything? Yeah. And maybe in the Clinton administration when... Like how this is the second time we've referenced the Clinton administration. When like the the country was booming and jobs could could stabilize you, this could make a whole lot more sense. When even the smallest towns, you weren't paying more than forty percent of your salary for rent, unlike now. But right now, it's just fallen on deaf ears to me. Mm-hmm. I I hate it. Like I legitimately hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's not good. It's a bad bake, Mary Berry. It's a bad bake. But, yeah, so he is totally supportive of Sean, which I'm totally supportive of Feeney for being totally supportive of Sean. Uh-huh. Corey can't believe it. Corey cannot seem to come to terms with the fact that something is changing yeah. and that Mr. Feeney's okay with it. Yeah. Then Mr. Feeney drops another bombshell on young Corey. That he is retiring. Uh-huh. Which is funny. There's like they're offering early retirement. By my count, Feeney's been teaching at least 35 years. Yeah. He's certainly qualified for retirement at this point. Yeah. It is weird because we never get the sense that Feeney would want to retire. Uh-huh. Um, even, you know, in season three, like, this old dinosaur still has a few years left in him. He's right. Well, he gets a couple years left in him. Yeah, I guess so. So he's going to move to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, um, which seems odd. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like, I feel like a New England... Seems to fit Feeney. He's from Boston. Yeah. He's so I could Boston. see him like retiring to Maine. Yeah, a small town in Maine. I mean, I've been to Wyoming. There's and there's a lot going on. There's the reason it has the lowest population density of any state other than uh, Alaska. But the population density of Alaska isn't fair because it's the size of most of the rest of the country and only inhabited by like yeah, 10%. Yeah, Alaska's really big. Yeah. You just don't even think about it. Yeah, like the... The bottom edges of Alaska reach from, like, New Mexico, Arizona, all the way to Florida, and, like, past the top of, like, the Dakotas and Wisconsin, if you layer it over. That's crazy. It's huge. Um, It's literally, I think, half the area of the continental United States. So. Just chilling out up there. Just chilling out up there. And only, like, 20% of it is habitable. Um, the rest of it's all bears. All bears. Bears all the way down. Yeah, bears and snow foxes. Uh, snow foxes are so cool. Anyway, yeah, so I don't know why we started talking about Alaska. I don't think about it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Naturally. Well, Wyoming has a lower population than Alaska and a just a crazy population density. And I've been through probably every part of Wyoming. And, like, I get it if you want to move there because, like, you don't want neighbors for miles. Maybe you really, really, really love the outdoors. Well, but Wyoming is just a plain. Like, it's just, just grassland. Uh, yeah, northern you Wyoming. You want to live in that part? Yeah, I guess so. The best part of Yellowstone is in Montana, though. Move there. There were no speed limits at this time. Nope, there were no speed limits in Montana. I know how Mr. Feeney is a speed demon. <laughs> yes. we've we've had, been established. Yeah, we've had... Uh, Proof of that. He should move to Montana. Um, yeah, I don't know where Jackson, Wyoming is. I'm looking it up. It may not be a real place. It is. Oh, good. Do do do. Chance Google something. Let's see where it is. Let's see if I've been around there. You said you've been to all of Wyoming. I said I've been through every part in Wyoming. That's different. Um, 
Okay. It might just be Jackson. It's pretty... It's pretty west. Oh, yeah. It's about as... It's near the Grand Tetons. That is a very pretty part of Wyoming. It's about where the mountains start. Um, There aren't a lot of mountains in Wyoming, but once you get about there... Well, just like driving through eastern Colorado. Might as well be Kansas. Yeah, but... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, it's a pretty... It's a pretty part of Wyoming. There'd be trees and stuff there. For sure. Grand Tetons are gorgeous. Sounds lovely. But Corey is just livid at yeah. the prospect. And then what should happen but Topanga comes over with yes. a letter from Yale. Corey holds it up to his head, Johnny Carson style, yeah. and says, Dear Mr. Matthews, we'd like to gladly announce the further disintegration of your world. Kick him so Number five! Actually, probably six. He probably deserved one Feeny. Yeah, yeah. Making the Feeny thing all about him. Um, but this moment, this moment of like, oh, this is so exciting. One of the most exclusive colleges in the country, like, is willing to take you. And New Haven, Connecticut is supposedly beautiful. And like, mm-hmm. go Bulldogs. Yeah, like, this is such an exciting moment for you. And he's like, congratulations. I really, are you? <laughs> Like yeah, so she leaves. I don't think we ever see that. It just cuts to him just looking absolutely miserable. Yeah, it does. But I would hope he's miserable because she just reared back and kicked him in the nuts so hard. A few times. A few times. Um, And then who should come out? Uh, My wife had actually said earlier in this episode, "Why not wallpaper Morgan's room? She's not in the show anymore." (laughs) (laughs) Who? Um, but... Out comes Morgan. Out pops Morgan. She's like, oh, there she is. <laughs> Almost as if summoned. <laughs> um, and yeah, Morgan uh, is like, what's wrong, Corey? And Corey's like, nothing in the world makes sense. Let's go to a place where the world makes sense. Yeah, Morgan's even like, I'm still a kid. I'm not gonna change. Yeah. He says, you're not going to not go to college, have a baby, go to college far away. Like, shut up, like, Corey. I'm just a child. Um... So he gives her a big hug. He gives her a big hug and takes her to Chubby's. Uh-huh. We, can, we know because the booth is so recognizable. Uh-huh. Uh, we missed it earlier, but this character's never been in the show before. No. But she's really funny in this. Because when uh, they've ordered at Chubby's and then Sean reveals that he's going to take the job. Yeah. And she comes out with the food. She's like, I got your burgers. Or who's hungry? And he's like, well, I'm not hungry. And she's like, not my problem. You still got to pay. <laughs> and puts the burgers down. And she's like, I think I'll give the check to you. You. And gives it to Corey. As he deserves. As he deserves. Um, and one of these. <laughs> to the notes. One of those. And he's sitting there and he's talking about how great this booth is. And how this booth has always been there for him. It's like, this is where my parents told me I was going to have a little sister. Yeah, which he would have been like six. Yeah, it doesn't well, make a lot of sense. Maybe they took him to Chubby's for dinner that day and told him i don't know but he's like this has been my booth since before you were born this booth is so great i don't like change you don't change this booth doesn't change everything's good and then who should walk up but maria from earlier uh-huh. in a pirate costume yes he's like we'll take two burgers two fries and two root beers and she's but like he's like two chubby burger they give him some names that they've uh-huh. never had before except for chubby burger he's like Two chubby burgers, two chubby fries, and a root and two root beers. She's like two buccaneer burgers, two treasure taters, and two root beers. <laughs> and he's like, "What? What's going <laughs> on?" She's like, "Please don't tell him." Yeah, Morgan maybe 
in contention for MVP just for this, like, please don't tell him. You don't know. Don't do it. <laughs> Everything's changed. Oh. The camera pans back and there's just pirate stuff everywhere. Yeah. That Corey must... Corey's having a mental breakdown right now. Uh, maybe this isn't real. I No, I think it is. It's definitely real. Corey doesn't deserve happiness. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Nor does Corey know what happiness is. Um, but, like, he is distraught. Uh-huh. Chubbies! Chubbies! Yes, they... She has them stand, and she's like, so we can change out this booth. He's like, that's the booth where to my, or Topanga and I got back together eight times. That's the booth where Sean and I dressed up as women to prove a point or something. I don't even know! <laughs> Which is you the, can't just change that in a few seconds. And then he looks, I guess you can. <laughs> yeah, everything is different. The booths are gone, it's wooden chairs, the table's mm-hmm. completely replaced. Which, I want us to think for just a second. They got back at Disney World. Okay, got, they reunited at Disney World. They reunited... After Lauren. After Lauren. They reunited... Give him the benefit of the doubt here. When he said I love you and she wasn't ready, um, and then they were kind of breaking up, but they reunited in her bedroom. Um, oh, during Lauren, the monkey bars. I guess you could count when they reunited after Sean accidentally broke them up. They weren't in the booth, but at least they were in Chubby's. Uh-huh. So we have to assume that before sixth grade, they broke up and got back together seven at times. Chub- at Chubby's somehow? Seven times. <laughs> you know, Corey is prone to hyperbole right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe he's misremembering. Maybe he thinks all those things happened at Chubby's right Dressed now. up as women to prove a point or something? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I forget. Because <laughs> it wasn't about me. It was about how you treat women, so of course I don't know. I didn't learn anything. I didn't. I'm really happy for you. Congratulations. I really mean that. Yeah, sure, Corey. Um... And then he's just, like, collapsed on the table. Chubby! Oh, no, no, we already did that part. Never mind. And then they switch out the booth, and Morgan comes back with Eric. Uh Uh-huh. And Eric gives him this talk that he doesn't seem to care about at all, about things changing. That Eric doesn't care about? No, that Corey doesn't care about. No, Corey doesn't care about. Eric does his sage wisdom Mm -hmm. sort of bit of just, like, things change. Yeah, like, this happened exactly the same for me why I took a year off. You didn't have the grades. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> um, but Eric, yeah, Eric gives some sage wisdom, and then she brings out a burger, and he's like, you're the first one to try one. Which, there are people eating There's in the background. There's a lot of people. <laughs> well, and there are people eating in the background. I'm not sure what they're eating. I couldn't tell. I guess not burgers. I maybe burgers aren't a thing that they have a lot of. Yeah, maybe it's more of a seafood place. Yeah, why would you get a burger in a seafood place? Yeah, probably. Um, if I go to a place called Peg Leg Pete's and it's pirate themed and they don't have seafood, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, so maybe it's seafood and he's the first one to order the burger. And he's like, if I eat this, Chubby's is only a memory. Mm-hmm. It already is only a memory because <laughs> it's gone. Chubby retired to Jackson Hole. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and Eric's just like, just eat it. And he barely takes a small, tiny nibble. He's like, oh, it's good. Oh, no, it's good. Um, which rem- gave me flashbacks of the Greek house, which is not called that anymore. No, Nikki's Mediterranean Cafe. M- Nikki's Mediterranean Cafe in Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, which was one of our favorite restaurants, but they had the best burger in town. 
which you wouldn't think because you go there for like, like euros, euros and stuff. But their burger it was just mm, huh. so good. So it kind of gave me yeah, it, was just, it wasn't fancy. No, it's like classic diner burger. Yeah, but like like a step up. Uh huh. Slightly bougier, but not much. Yeah, it was cheap, and it wasn't cheap the way I got it. No, but um, but when they changed, still good. Yeah, still good. I want to go there now. I do too. Let's get in my car. We'll go get a burger I named the Apex Predator Burger because you eat three animals in one every bite. Yes, because they have the regular burger, then they have what they call the Cowboy Burger, which had gyro meat on it too. Yeah, it had gyro meat on it, and then I would add bacon. So it was bacon, or it was pig, lamb, and beef, beef, and every bite. And the gyro meat was just so good. The bacon was so crispy. Oh, it was a good burger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I had gotten it so much at one point that a few of the uh, employees started calling it that. I doubt it stuck around. No, probably not. I always meant, because it was like right across the parking lot from a Chick-fil-A, I always meant to go get a Chick-fil-A patty. And <laughs> just and slot it, it in there. Put it on the burger. I never did, though. What a shame. Maybe there's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Four different animals in every bite. I feel like Brazil does burgers that way. Mm. I don't know if you ever went with me. I did. When we lived there and got, it was like the Xtudo burger. Oh, but it was like bad. a burger, chicken, steak, bacon. Oof. Potato sticks, peas, and corn. Oof. I want all of that. Yeah. It is really good. Give me all of it. But apparently I looked it up and that's a pretty common, like, well, peas and corn and potato sticks are like a common Brazilian burger topping. Ooh. I want to eat burgers in Brazil. Yeah. Mm, way better than lettuce, onion, and tomato. Yeah, I don't want that. No, me neither. Um, so yeah, uh, it's good. And then the others come down, and Sean's like, "This place can't change. We got to do something about this." And Corey shoves the burger in his face. <laughs> he takes a bite of it. He's like, "Never mind. Never, never mind. This is this oh, is good. we missed the entire scene where Jack becomes a model." <laughs> It just really... Oh, yeah, we did. Because Corey's there trying to get Jack to convince Sean to leave this. His education's more important. Uh-huh. Um, and so they're there, and then he's like, you could be a model, the photographer. Uh-huh. And so he he's like, really? And then just cuts to him yeah, model. modeling for the camera. And I, I don't like this scene for one reason. Because it implies that a possible reason that Sean is doing this job is because he gets to see scantily clad women. Uh-huh. Which... I just don't, like, I feel like it cheapens the fact that everyone's so supportive of Sean. Uh-huh. Like, if that had been the whole thing, like, I get to see babes in bikinis. And Feeney had said, I don't think you're doing this job for the right reasons. That's one yeah, thing. That's, but that's not what the rest of the show seems to paint it as. Right. Yeah. So I, I think I just tried to, like, not talk about this one. I just kind of forgot <laughs> that it was in there. And it just moves quickly. pretty quickly. Yeah, but... It's Sean, really just the one plot. Yeah. And the, that ep- that episode, not episode, scene ends with uh, Jack being like, what am I in college for? Get a good job and get one girl like this? I got two hanging all over me. Right I'm now. staying. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, then they offer Jack the burger later. He's like, no, I got a modeling career. Yeah, he's like, no, I got a modeling career. Um, and then they're all sitting around and Corey just looks miserable but resigned. He's like, you know what? Everyone sit down. Topanga... You're going to Yale and I accept it. Sean, I still think you're making the biggest mistake of your life, but I accept it. Kick him in the nuts two more times? I think that brings us up to eight. Yeah. If it's not eight, it should be. 
And then he's like, I even accept that Feeney's moving to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. <laughs> the whole time Eric is like nodding like, that, yes, good. That's the right thing. Good, you should accept these things because it's not about you. <laughs> and he says, and they accept that Feeney's moving to Jackson Hole. <laughs> what? What? And then he like runs out. Uh, or he's like, he's like, Jackson Hole. Here in Philadelphia? Philadelphia? No, Jackson Hole, Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. <laughs> you unbelievable moron. <laughs> and... Uh, then he runs out, and then uh, he yells at Corey, isn't this bothering you? And he's like, things change. Executive producer Michael Jacobs, uh-huh. cut to black. Yes, Corey seems so learned. Yeah, he really learned his lesson from nothing happening and still making it about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, what a jerk. And then it cuts to the stinger at the end where uh, <laughs> Eric has a surfboard. surfboard. <laughs> he's like, Mr. Feeney! Dude! He's like, let's go to Jackson Hole, the surfing capital of the world. Yeah. He says some more surfer lingo that I just can't remember. I can't either. Carving a tube. Yeah. The the point of this... point of this is that Mr. Feeney says bitchin'. Yeah. He's like, oh boy. What's with the bitchin' board? What's with the bitchin' board, bro? Um, And he's like, do you know where Jackson Hole is? Yeah. Hawaii. He's like, no, it's in Wyoming, you buffoon. Yeah. And then he's like, what do you do in Hawaii? And he's like... We're in Wyoming. Yeah, in Wyoming. He's like, you you appreciate peace and quiet and the, the beauty of nature. And he like says this really pretty nice yeah. little thing that I can't remember all the words of. But just like, you know, it's, it's this beautiful place and you spend time in nature and just observe the quiet beauty and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Eric's like, that actually sounds really nice. And then, like, his outrage is gone, and he realizes the real problem that's going on. Eric learned something in this. Yes, in a much quicker time than Corey didn't learn. <laughs> yeah, in a much quicker time. Like, if I stay really quiet, would you stay? Yeah. It's just kind of sweet. It's a really sweet moment. And that that's, cuts out. It's the end of the uh, episode. Feeny kind of has this sad look on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm really quiet. It's sing two all stop. over again. That, it's, a, it's a sweet moment um, between the two of them. Um, my wife goes, oh, he didn't answer him. That's sad. <laughs> no. You unbelievable buffoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good moment. Oh. So, ratings. Man, I just, I think I'm going to give it a six. Mm-hmm. That's all. I think they, our audience knows why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I really do think... Like, I like Feeney in this episode. I like uh-huh. Eric in this episode. I like Jack in this episode. Uh, Alan makes a dad joke. Yeah, Alan makes a dad joke. Topanga's great in this episode. Not sure why Angela's there. Um, I love Sean in this episode. Uh-huh. I love him excelling. I love him making sense. I love him being excited about mm-hmm. something. Even Morgan's pretty good. Even Morgan. So I, I honestly think I'm going to give it a 7.5. Wow. Because I do like everybody. But man, do I hate Corey. Corey just sucks so bad and is so much the center of everything here. Mm-hmm. Both in his own mind and in the way the episode is made. Okay, yeah, you're but right. Just, it's a seven. I just, I can't give it more than a six. Yeah, I, and Corey is the worst. This is the worst Corey episode I think there is. Like that moment when he makes Topanga's good news all about him. I just want to like, oh man. If I was there, I would go punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Freaking changes, man. Freaking changes. No one's going to get that joke. Because um, it's literally one that we say to each other, and it's about it. <laughs> yep. Um, that's true. But 
I just recently watched a, a Christmas episode of Modern Family where the the gay couple, I forget their names, I apologize. Cam. Cam and I don't remember. The other one, the redheaded one. Um, but they get a Santa fired. And then they're really nice to the Santa because they feel bad. And then the other one that I don't remember the name of um, decides he's got to forgive this old caroling group that kicked him out like the the santa that they got fired who was a former criminal forgave them so he goes out and forgives them and then they make fun of him so the santa runs up and punches the other guy really hard he's like what about forgiveness and he goes you were nice he was naughty and he runs away and i feel like what about forgiveness and i feel like that's what i want in this scene where i run up Punch Corey in the face, and Topanga's like, what about understanding? You got good news. He made it all about himself. You understood. <laughs> he never did. <laughs> just, like, run off. He just, you know, you want some justice sometimes, you know? You do. I just, that scene. Ugh. <laughs> you were nice. He was not. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched, I feel like, three or so seasons of that show. Uh-huh. And it was, it was enjoyable. I mean, it won a lot of Emmys. Not that that necessarily means anything, because I think Community deserved a lot of Emmys, too. It's true. But it didn't get any. Yeah. We're watching. It's pretty good. But, yeah, that's how I felt. Um, MVP? Eric. Ooh, I'm going with Sean. I love Sean in this episode. I'll, I'll, I'll bow to that, because I feel like this is more about him. Eric yeah. just has a few key moments. The Duckies is really funny. Duckies is really And his sage wisdom at the end. But, like, I'm just really happy for Sean. I am, too. In this and- episode. And I can see a version of this. Like, all of... It's kind of interesting, because all of Corey's breakup was really about Sean. Like, all of the episodes and all of the focus was Uh really about Sean. But this episode, I feel like, should be about Sean. And it's about Corey. And it's about Corey. Like, I would have much rather followed Sean and Corey, like, pop up in this episode um, to, like, be an antagonist. a little goblin. (laughs) Yeah, it's about me! (laughs) Well, yeah, like, and the whole episode is about Sean convincing Corey that what he's doing is okay or something, but mm-hmm. that's not what we get. Um, yeah. I, like I think Sean. something I really like about Sean in this that I'm just realizing is there's that level of, like, self-loathing that we usually get with Sean, of just, like, bowing. you don't deserve wins. that kind of pain, but I do, is the implied thing there, is, like, that's not there. No, it's not. Sean is just doing well and excelling and doesn't feel bad about it, doesn't apologize for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Sean is doing good. Um, And this is really where we're going to start getting into artsy Sean. Um, I feel like it starts here. We have photography Sean. Yeah, we've got photography Sean. And we've had... uh, We had um, sonnet and classical music loving Sean. Mm -hmm. Um, So Sean's gradual ascent into artsiness. um, I think it's it's well earned. Now that he doesn't have to worry about basic survival, he can really find his passions in life mm-hmm. um i think it's good he's, so. in a, he's in a good place um boy meets the unbearable cory of cory <laughs> i actually i was trying to make an unbearable lightness of being reference but it, i just couldn't the unbearable smugness of cory <laughs> well I, I you know i really like the title of the nick cage movie like the unbearable weight of massive talent uh-huh. so you could do something like cory meets the unbearable weight of being the main character. <laughs> the unbearable weight of main character syndrome. The unbearable weight of main character syndrome. I love it. <laughs> Cut it. Print it. 
Yes. That's... Boy meets the unbearable weight of main character syndrome. Um, that's it? Yeah. We did it. We did it. I can't well, believe know, we did it. You know what we didn't do? What? No! Sleep! Till Bobka! No! Sleep! Till Bobka! Cinnamon rolls. Ooh! That's it. They're just so good. They are. They're great. I made some this morning. Pillsbury? They're... I think they were... What were they? Sister Schubert? No. Mama? Mama Mia? No, that's not it. I think it was Sister Schubert. There is this new thing going around TikTok where you take like... Tell us about it. Yeah. Where you take like a cake pan, Uh like with raised sides, and you put all of like Pillsbury Grand Cinnamon Rolls in there, but then you fill it with like heavy cream and extra cinnamon and a couple other things that that anyone would have laying around um and then you bake it for extra time but the the cinnamon rolls swell up like four or five times what they normally would they get huge and apparently they get a lot sweeter i would imagine um like a lot sweeter and better and people are loving it i've seen several videos of like I'm going to try this giant cinnamon roll, Pillsbury cinnamon roll thing. And they like try it and they're like, actually, this is legit. You should do mm. this. Yeah, we usually don't do canned. We do like frozen. Mm. Like Rhodes rolls has some. Like Rhodes rolls are good, but then they have a cinnamon roll. And what I like about those is you don't have to preheat the oven. You just put it in and turn the oven on. Oh, okay. And it's like made for like the warmth, warming up of the oven. Um, but cinnamon rolls are just so good. The I like to eat them where I just eat them like in a swirl. So I'll start with the outside and just work my way into the gooey spaghetti style. Sort of, yes. Not all in one. (laughs) That'd be funny. That would be. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls are good. We maybe we'll make the cinnamon roll thing and get back to you in one of the future episodes. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls. Our recording schedule and really good vacation schedule is a little tight. So we may not be able to, but we'll see. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm gone. Or we'll still be, we're recording and releasing. Yeah. So there's not going to be skipping a beat at the moment. We maybe in a couple weeks. Might skip a week after the tournament, maybe, just depending on how things fall. Yeah, just when you're gone, but that's a good time to do it. Yeah, because that'll be right after the tournament. So it wouldn't be the biggest thing. Um, yeah, so we're, we're smooth sailing at least through the tournament. But then probably maybe a small break before the reboot. Yeah. We've got exciting guests for the finale and for the tournament. Uh-huh. Returning guests. Yep, exciting returning guests. Fan we're... favorites, and by fan, I mean at least me and Chance. Yeah, we're fans of them being our favorites. Uh-huh. Um, so look forward to that over the next two weeks. Um, sorry about the audio of last week's episode. Um, yeah. Uh, lately, uh, at Agent Silva, which is not his thing anymore, but it's what I can think of off the top of my head. Uh-huh. And uh, someone we've been talking about who's been sending us listener mail, Trenton Black, mm-hmm. have been talking about having a wrestling match if we ever have a live show, which, do it. We're here for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> if we ever have a live show. Add it to the list. Yep. And it wouldn't be out of character for One Meets World because there's two episodes about wrestling. Yeah. Well, I have Vader's in several. And so. Several, yeah. Um, so, yeah. As long as one of you does the Vader bomb um, with the Frankies, set it up faster, advice uh-huh. i'm all for to, it you have to set it up faster um so practice the vader bomb boys you're you're going to a live show with us that sounds magical <laughs> um but yeah it's been uh good i've listened to um the first two episodes of pod meets world 
Oh, I haven't yet. Um, it's good. They're charming. Um, I do feel like in the setup episode where they're talking about the idea for the uh, show, Ryder is very quiet um, and doesn't talk a lot. And then in the show where they actually talk about the episode, I feel like he dominates it and talks too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is... They're, they're, it's two episodes in. I wouldn't want to be judged on my first two episodes. Yeah. And, and I liked it. Like, they've got good insight... It's fun. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I think Will's insight is into Hollywood itself is really interesting. Uh-huh. Um, I'll check it out. So I do recommend it. Um, don't do it in lieu of our podcast. No. Think of it as a supplement to what we do. Yeah. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. <laughs> um, they did talk about how in the first season, um, they were supposed to be... It was supposed to be the show about Corey and his two best friends... Um, but all of the kids who were playing his best friends kept getting fired for various reasons by Michael <laughs> Jack- Jacobs. So they talk about the the death seat. Yes, the death seat kid. Um, it's really funny. Um, I, I highly recommend the first episode where they kind of introduce the the concept of the show because it's really interesting to hear them talk about how like Will loved being on the show, wanted to be on set all the time, and wanted to be involved in like every part of it, and remembers everything because it was just such a high time in his life. Um, Topanga remembers most of it. She was, an, she lived in LA, and this was kind of her dream, um, but she doesn't remember a ton of it, and you can hear Will talk about how, or not Will, Ryder talk about how he's repressed most of it because he never wanted it. <laughs> like He said that he got the show he wanted, which was a more serious drama, um, and the pilot never got picked up. And he was just doing this until he could get into movies or something. But it got super popular, and he was making lots of money. And he's like, but like, I wanted to... He talks about how he wanted to quit the show all the time, and how after the show, he never wanted to think about the show. Um, he says he's never seen um, all but the pilot, because he just hated it so much. Oh, wow. Um, and he talks about, like, how now in his late 30s, and, like, through his son, he's, like, gaining more of a, an appreciation for it and kind of feeling a little silly for how much he, like... Hated it? Ha- ran, yeah, hated it and ran away from the show. Um, Fair enough. He talks about, like, being mortified to be recognized as Sean Hunter <laughs> for a long time. Um, it's, it, it's interesting. That, that first episode where they talk about, like, their relationship to the show... Uh-huh. It's just interesting. They're, like, kind of doing therapy in a lot of ways. <laughs> I guess that's something we just can't bring to the table. It's true. And I get it. Um, so it's good. I, I don't know if I'm going to keep listening to it or not. Um, like, one of my favorite shows ever is Scrubs. And I w- listened to the first season of Fake Doctors, Real Friends. But something about all the ads, how produced it is, and just the fact that I'm listening to celebrities on a podcast kind of makes me a little bummed out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I listened to the first few seasons of Office Ladies, mm-hmm. and kind of was in that same sort of rut. Yeah, I think I think kind of the beauty of podcasts for me, and we've talked about this already, is like I love the grassroots nature of it. Like I love that Cameron and I are just a couple of chuckleheads who found an angle to approach the show from that's insanity, uh-huh. and decided to run with it, and we're having fun doing it. Like I like that insanity angles are good. A good description. Boy meets world from the insanity angle. Um, I like that. And I like podcasts like that. I like, you know, um, Good Christian Fun is a great podcast. Um, It's just normal people talking about their experiences. Um, 
So we'll see. We'll see if I can make it or not. Time will tell. Time will tell. I intend to listen to the next episode because it's the Alan Paints a Fence episode and they're actually going to have William Russell on it. Oh, that's fun. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Celebrities and podcasts is a weird area for me, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever closed it out, so no Sleep Joe Popka, no Sleep Joe Popka, Daniel. Oh, that's right. We did. Cinnamon Rolls. They're great. Yeah. No Sleep Eat them! Cinnamon Rolls! Um, Eat them! Man, I've been watching Great British Breaking Show with my wife again. We did just do Bread Week. Saw the Bread Week. Oh, Bread, Bread Week. Just the best week. We started watching with my youngest son. We were all in the room, actually, last night, because we were just, like, had a bit of time before we met up with some friends to go watch the fireworks. Because we weren't trying to go out and just spend a long time sitting around. Mm-hmm. But we ended up watching the first episode of Is It Cake? Surprisingly, not bad. It's a couple years behind the trend yeah. of the videos, but I thought it was, it was fun. It's kind of an annoying concept, but I bet it is fun. Uh-huh. I feel like I would do a good job as the host of one of those kind of shows. You would. You, you've got a... You've I think got, I got a, a charm, sort of an understated nothingness to myself, but I could just really do it. I was thinking you were more of a Wayne Brady type. Thanks! That's a high praise. Um, he's been the host of every game show ever at some point. Maybe I'm a Richard Karn type. Maybe. He was the host of Family Feud for a while. It's true. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe Steve Harvey or no one. Steve Harvey or none. I do enjoy watching Steve Harvey react to... Just the outlandish answers that are given? Yeah, I do. And I know it's so produced now, because that, that, it went viral a few times, and now they like try to make it happen. Uh-huh. But man, I just enjoy it. There's this one clip where they're in um, um, they're, they're in the final round, whatever that's uh-huh. called, and they're like, if a handyman had a hook for a hand that he could replace with a tool, what tool would it be? And the first guy says a hammer. And then, the, so the next guy comes up, and he's like, if a handyman could have a tool, or have a hook for a hand that he could replace with a tool, what could he say? And he goes, hammer. And then they buzz in, and then he goes, penis. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know what's coming. And, and Steve Harvey, like, stops the whole thing. <laughs> like, in a way that he probably wasn't supposed to. Like, he kind of acts like, oh, the producers aren't going to like this. But he, like... Oh, they're going to love it. He, like, stops the whole thing, and he's like... Because <laughs> he starts to read the next question. He's like, but, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> he has this delayed reaction of, did you just say... <laughs> correct answer is screwdriver <laughs> he's just like did you just say and then he's like a handyman to penis <laughs> and he just like goes off for like five minutes about it and he's just can't and I I laugh I laugh every time mm-hmm. there's last summer when we were at the lake my wife and my sister-in-law and her husband we were all watching that show and there's like a the question was like something that might fall on you at a strip club. <laughs> and this one guy just went, big old pair of boobies. <laughs> and so we'll often just say that to each other. <laughs> big old pair of boobies. Boobies. Love it. B-O-O-B-I-S. S. Boobies. Boobies. <laughs> Love it. A penis. A penis. <laughs> How do you... Uh, hammered a penis. Um, I think those were actually... if. I could be wrong. I could be mixing two clips I've seen. But I think that was the one where it was like Celebrity Family Feud. And I think those guys were in the NFL. I think it was an NFL team. How wonderful. (laughs) Concussions, man. 
Concussion. It's true. No, it was because there was one episode. There was one question. I don't remember what it was. So this is not a good story to tell. But I'm telling it. Anyway. But here we are. Where he? Because one of them was like, "What's something you're more afraid of than anyone?" And he goes, "Defensive lineman." And it's like, "What?" But we're not. We didn't ask football, football players. players. And the other guy answers that question with like, "Offensive lineman." Yeah, like a tackle or something. And uh, yeah, so normal people would say like. Spiders. <laughs> Spiders. Guns. Um, being alone. Being alone. Death. Oh, I think my family just arrived. All right, Ben. Yep, definitely my I family. I think that's the end of what we've got anyway. Yeah, that's all we've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. <laughs> what an ending.